0: Welcome to a new episode of Career Buzz, the unique radio career conversations that empower lives, enrich careers, and energize organizations. Be inspired right here on CIUT 89.5 FM. Later on Career Buzz, you will meet Massimo Rosselli, all the way from the UK. But first, I would like you to meet Daisy Wright, Founder and Chief Encouragement Officer at the Wright Career Solutions. Executives, managers, and professionals hire Daisy to help them stand out from their competitors and attract the right job or career opportunity. Bottom line, Daisy helps clients find satisfying careers and get hired faster. Daisy is the author of two books, Tell Stories, Get Hired, and the Canadian bestseller, No Canadian Experience, eh? As you will hear in today's episode, Daisy has collaborated with 20 women to compile and publish a book, 21 Resilient Women, Stories of Courage, Growth, and Transformation. For all of the above, Daisy has been the recipient of several awards and recognition, including Outstanding Canadian Career Leader, three times and the 2018 Outstanding Interview Strategist Award from Career Professionals of Canada. Daisy is a speaker, workshop facilitator, and mentor, imparting advice and support to hundreds of career practitioners and individuals entering the Canadian, U.S., and international labor markets. I'm your host, Hora Kilani, Certified Professional Career Coach and Founder of Right Career Fit a private practice committed to increase career literacy among Canada's youth. I am pleased to be your host today on Career Buzz. Career Buzz, the show with the intention to empower lives, enrich careers and energize organizations. I look forward to a season of career chats with international career professionals who will inspire you to take your journey to the next level. Thank you for tuning in and joining me this morning. Today on Career Buzz, my guest, Daisy Wright, talks about career compass and reminds us not to give up, no matter how tough the road gets going.
1: Thank you so much, Daisy Wright, for accepting my invitation to come to this Career Info and have a career chat with me. Right away, I gave you a challenge. We agreed to let you decide on the word, what your career term is, and how would you define it from your perspective and from the work that you do?
2: Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I know you have interviewed a couple of my, my friends. So when, when I, I read about the work you were doing and realized that you had interviewed Marine and Wayne, I said, I just couldn't wait for my opportunity. So thank you so much. In terms of my word, I would say it's actually a phrase and it's career compass. And the reason I've chosen that phrase is, you know, people are usually looking for direction. So whether, whether as career development practitioners and we are helping people to navigate their pathway, it's, it's, it's helping them to focus, where do you want to go? And how can you get there? What tools do you need to get there? So you, you really need direction. And that's why I, I decided to choose the, the, the term Career Compass, because it gives people an, an indication of, yes, I'm going somewhere, and I need the tools to get there. And who better to, to assist with these tools more than career development practitioners like, like myself and, and, and you?
1: thank you so much for taking on this challenge, Daisy. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your background, how you came to the career development field, and then what drives you to continue to do the work that you do? Well,
2: you know, sometimes you hit a rock or you hit a concrete ceiling and you can't go any further. And then you have two choices. You're either going to give up Well, three choices, actually, you're either going to give up, you're either going to continue knocking at that concrete wall, or you're either going to reflect and see where else can you go. And that happened to me in the corporate arena, where I just wasn't getting to where I thought I wanted to go. There were just so many obstacles. And rather than being sorry for myself, I decided to explore some opportunities And my first stop, funny enough, was with a career coach. And I remember her asking me two questions. She said, have you ever taught? And immediately I said to her, no. But I had forgotten I had taught some long time ago, but the conversation with her kind of brought it right back. And then she said, look back in your background, what else have you done? And I said, well, I was involved in public relations. That was where I started my career actually. And you know, after we had that conversation, I went home and I started some reflection. And the first thing that came to mind is, yes, you're a good writer. So why not formally start something, do resume writing? Because I was doing that on the side And I said, okay, good, I was doing that. People were, you know, getting interviews and all of that. I said I could do that. At the same time, concurrently, I also decided that I would explore some teaching opportunities because then I I remember that I had done some teaching. I had done some training within my work, Not, not official. I was not an official trainer, but I was the one training people on new equipment, you know, things like that. And so I sent out my resume to all the colleges in the greater Toronto area. And Sheridan College was the only one to respond. Uh, The lady called me and she said, we would love to have someone like you, but we don't have a vacancy right now. But I was thrilled. At least I got a call. And um, so I I told her many thanks, And six months later, I followed up. And I like to talk about the follow-up piece because in job search, some people just give up. The moment they hear no, then they give up. I followed up in six months and I was speaking with a different lady at this time. And I followed up and I said, you know, I had applied, you know, anything happening there. And she said, you know what, come for an interview. And I went for the interview and two weeks later, I was teaching in the faculty of business at Sheridan College, teaching the office administrative, the executive office admin uh, program. And so that's where I kind of started with my part-time resume writing business and the the teaching. And I said, oh, I could do both. And I resigned from, I had asked my then employer if I could, they could give me some time off so I could work part-time with them because I was still exploring and they said, yes. And I did that for six months. And after that, I resigned and went into, um, into teaching and resume writing. However, I did after a while, after, after a year, yes, a year and a little bit, Part-time teachers at Sheridan, um, part-time teachers jet in the college system, where our pay, her pay was cut. And then they asked me if I was coming back. And I said, you know what, teaching is hard work. And um, as much as I love it, but I, I couldn't really come back for um, at such a steep. Pay cut, and so I left. Um, I left the teaching arena and actually went back into corporate, but this time it was more on a contract basis because I was not giving up my newfound business. Um, and I did that for a bit, but during the time I'm working with clients, I realized that I needed additional skills. People are asking me, "Well, now I have the resume. How do I interview?" You were, you've been able to change jobs, change careers. How did you manage to do that? And I realized that I needed additional skills. And that sent me, sent me off to, I ended up doing the postgraduate program, the postgraduate career development program at Conestoga College. So that's how I actually got into the field of career development. And as I like to say, I have arrived at, what I, what I'm really, really passionate about. And it's really helping people to, to navigate their career, find their career path and, and excel.
1: Thank you for sharing your background and story, Daisy. I know that it was not just a role model for the value of follow-up, but also the, having the positive mindset, you know, to wait it out and keep trying, and also the uh, value of professional development in that you went back, you studied. And
2: you know what? Professional development is very important for me. And I encourage my clients to do that as well, to be always learning. And for me, it's about leading by example. I cannot be, be advising clients to keep learning while I'm not doing So, and because of that, I ended up, in addition to my my certification, my CDP certification, I have actually acquired other certifications in certified career management coach, certified executive leadership development coach, certified um, workplace strategist, certified resume writer. So, (laughs) I'm what you would call uh, a professional student, but I have to walk the talk.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? We talk about the value of lifelong learning in these days, and you are really a role model for that, for sure, with right. all your certifications.
0: I am your host, Hoda. Thank you for tuning in and joining me this morning. My guest today is founder and chief encouragement officer of the Right Career Solution, Daisy Wright. And you are listening to a career bus production of Hoda's Career Info. On CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.fm. Up next on Hodas Kereer Info, Daisy will share career advice to new immigrants.
1: I'm gonna take you a little bit back about to go to and talk about your clients. And I know that you do not like to limit your typical client to immigrants but you do help immigrants and your passion for supporting them is reflected in your work from the books you've written to the many clients you have supported and you continue to support what advice would you give to new immigrants who are looking for work and starting their career journey in Canada and perhaps feeling i'm never going to get my foot in, in into the labor market the first
2: advice i would give i would offer
1: <clears throat> is to have them think
2: of Carol Dreck's book, which is growth, which is Mindset. Think in terms of the growth mindset or the fixed mindset. Here in, in Canada, in North America, or, or I would say wherever else, you have to realize that you have to start thinking that I can do this. You have to have this attitude of, yes, it's possible and I can do it. And I know as new immigrants arrive, they hear all these different stories. And one of the main things that they hear is that they lack Canadian experience. And that's enough to to stump them and to say, oh my goodness, how am I gonna cope? How How am I gonna manage if I don't get Canadian experience? And my advice to them is to admit that they don't have Canadian experience. Of course, I don't have Canadian experience, I'm just arriving, or I just arrived six months ago. However, here is what I could offer you from a, an, an international perspective. These are my successes. These have been my accomplishments. I've worked with such and such a company. I was able to help them make money, save money, those kind of things, and have the conversation. Be, be confident about who you are and what value. You can you could bring to the organization. Yes, it's new. You are new to the country, but as I, I usually like to joke, I said nothing changed in the plane when you are leaving your country to come to Canada. Nothing changed. <laughs> yes, you are you are in a new land, but learn learn the culture. Go out, meet people, talk to people, um, talk to people outside of your own cultural. Grouping, uh, So you get to understand other people, you know, you get to know them well, those are the people you're going to be networking with. And so that would be my my advice, to be confident in who you are. Yes, there are going to be days when you're ready to give up, but don't do that. Um, Yes, there are times when you're going to long for back home, oh, back home I was such and such. And I would say, you know what, you by and large, many of us choose Canada to be our home. It was a choice. And so you are going to meet obstacles, but it doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna give up. Try to go over those obstacles sideways, under, through. Be, keep focused because keep in mind where you're going, where do you want to go? And Ask for help. There is no no weakness in asking for help. So you see other people out there, talk to them. Tell them you're struggling. How can they help you? At the same time, it's a give and get situation. So if you know you're able to offer some advice or some help, do that as well. Because you're building relationships and somebody will get to know you volunteering is a good is, is another option because in doing that you will be learning new skills meeting new people and even and those people you've been meeting might be able to act as references for you so the, the sky is a is a limit uh when it comes to to opportunities here but it does not mean that it won't be difficult But it also means you shouldn't give up. You have value. Learn to articulate that to whoever you're speaking with, whether you're in interviews, whether you are networking um, at a networking event or just talking generally with people, Just learn to know who you are, what your strengths are, and articulate that to them.
1: This is definitely great advice to whoever is new in Canada. I think networking, you mentioned helping others anyway, not just mm-hmm. to, we'll come back and support you. And so I appreciate you taking me on on and talking about supporting new immigrants. But you're known yeah. for supporting people. <laughs> you're supporting <laughs> me right here by carrying my <laughs> interview. <laughs> and I would love it if you could tell the audience about the Let's Go project. Let's Go Mm -hmm. Project and the Mm -hmm. book, 21 Resilient Women, Stories of Courage, Growth, and Transformation that Resulted from this Project.
2: Well, that's kind of my pet project. (laughs) It's my pet project, right? And um, so anything to do with, like you said, I have a passion for immigrants and I have a passion for women. And that started when years ago I worked with with UNIFEM, it's now UN Women, in New York. And I was exposed to some of the issues, some of the challenges that women all over the world were facing and the things we take for granted here, other people are fighting for it. And so I developed that passion for for supporting women in whatever way I I could and I can. So in 2016, (laughs) I started the Let's Grow project and I'm sure you are familiar with the, the acronym grow. It's a, it's a coaching methodology, right? The G for goal, R for reality, O for options or obstacles and W for will. Do you have the will to win or do you have, what do you have the way forward? And I kind of combined them. And I said for 2016, And that was when Hillary Clinton was running for for president. And I said, not every one of us can be president of of the U.S. or prime minister of Canada, but we as women can be president of our own lives, taking charge of our own lives. And I decided, okay, I was going to start and at some point get to have a high touch, high value coaching con- conversation with women. As we I started off, you know, 2016 women um, to fit with the year t- uh, 2016. Obviously, it wasn't that was not gonna happen during 2016. But um, so I started that, but it has evolved over the years. <laughs> over the years to different things. I put on workshops, some of them are free and some of them are you know, paid minimum depending on where I'm, I'm hosting the event. And, um, and what I did as well, Dr. Hoda is to, I actually added uh, an altruistic philanthropic piece to it. I would say, okay, we're gonna have a career renovation workshop and it's free. But bring, let's let's support this, support my campaign, handbag of hope, for example. So they would come and they would bring um, that particular year, we collected new or slightly used handbags. We collected 28 handbags that year and we and I distributed them to two nonprofit, one shelter and another nonprofit um, organization here in Brampton who works with, with, um, women experiencing violence. So that was year one. Another year, we did the same thing. Um, I had a visioning event and I said, it's free, but bring some diapers for another nonprofit here in Brampton, Night's Table. And we collected, we collected, um, you know, back, um, diapers for that organization and distributed them. So we have done it, I want to say we, because it's a group of us, some of us are, even though the project is mine, I have had some loyal women, we are friends, we're like sisters. And so I get the ideas and I throw it out and you know, everybody jump on board. So I'm blessed for that. Uh, Another year we did, uh, that visioning event was themed, why not me? And again, it was from the perspective that many of us as women, we shy away from opportunities. We're always pushing other people. Oh, no. Somebody might say, but Oda, you know, you would be great at that. And you end up saying, you know what? Why not ask Daisy? So that year we decided, you know, we are going to focus on why not me? So if the opportunity comes up, we're going to jump at it. And I use a baseball analogy by saying, you know, um, you're gonna, um, you know, go um, move up to the plate, you know, and just accept whatever whatever opportunity was being offered. And that year, um, each attendant received a copy of Michelle Obama's book Becoming because she had just written written that book. So we have done different things. We have done visioning. Uh, where we actually created physical vision board that was in 2019, 2018, I think. And then now to this book. So out of all these meetings and um, relationships in 2020, it marked the beginning of a new decade. And when we had that year, our theme was uh, sip and paint. So we're meeting physically and, you know, none of us, I think only two people in the group could paint. So I said, let's learn to paint. Let's sip and paint. (laughs) And so we sipped and we painted. And um, at the end of that, we had great fun. But at the end of that, I said, I just throw it to the ladies. I said, why not write a book? It's the end of a. It's the beginning of a decade. It's the end of one decade, 2019, the beginning of another one. Why not write a book? And some people are saying, what, write a book? And others were, you know, jumping on. And then, you know, I said, OK, let's, you know, let's think about it. So later on in the year, though, a group, you know, a number of people from the group decided, yes, let's go for it. And um, initially I wanted 20 women to fit the year 2020, but one, one lady came on and she said, and she made it, we actually got 23 people. And I said, okay, I, you know what, we're just gonna take 20, but one woman was insisting she, need, she had to be on it. And I said, you know what, jump on, because the next year is going to be 2021 anyway, so that's, that's okay, we can do the, um, the 21. So that's how the book came around actually. And honestly, we decided it was just a matter of chronicling our own stories. We would write a book and we would each get this one copy as a legacy of the last decade. But things, you know, changed along the way. And uh, we decided again on the philanthropic side to we said whatever, you know, we would give proceeds of the sale to Uh, any women's shelter or women's group or so on. I were able to do that. And two of the main things that we did was we gave um, to one shelter, we gave them 25 copies of the book plus a $500 check. And another organization, we did the same, 25 copies of the book and $500 as um, as as a donation. So it's a, it's, it's a project that has kind of leaped from me, really, and incorporated a lot of women who have, you know, we have the same, we're, we're on the same wavelength in terms of, of not only thinking of us and our individual goals, but also saying to ourselves, who else can we help in our small way? And that's what that's how that book came about
1: definitely a lot of women listening are going to want to be a part of that group <laughs>
2: i i, know, I, I you. know i'm telling you that's a challenge <laughs> we have that's a challenge we have now because like i said initially it was to have this one conversation just to have a, a, a high value high touch conversation with you know with women along the way um so my, my goal was never to have an organization that's, you know, kind of, you know, growing and growing and growing in numbers. But now every year we have, you know, these different people coming on on board and, you know, some someone asked um, just last in an email. How are you OK? How can we keep in touch? And how are you know, how can we be a part of that? And I'm actually Kind of, you know, wondering how i how we'll be able to do that on top of what I, what on my main work, which is my business, you know, because like I said, that's my side project, which is which is not my business, you know. But anyway, we'll see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful and amazing work, and I'm very proud of you. Uh, you are a role model for many of us, and you have completed many other projects uh, that we won't be able to talk to about in this short episode. But for that, that, you have also won many well-deserved awards and congratulations on that. Would you mind sharing any new ideas we know now about that group (laughs) or projects that you could perhaps tell us a little bit about that you're hoping to accomplish this year, perhaps in the future?
2: My main project actually is I am going to be, I have started, I've actually started developing a group coaching program. Um, again for women, and it's to, it's not, it's not a job search program, it's more about women who are already, they they already have their jobs, but they're looking at moving, either to move to another organization, or to, either as a career transition, or to move up, um, you know, they're looking for promotion. And so what we're looking at would be topics around personal branding, for example. Topics around emotional intelligence, building your leadership skills, speaking up, uh, finding your voice, and of course, interviewing, even though, like I said, it's not so much about the job search, but even if you're asking for a promotion, you need to know how you can articulate your value how you can say to your boss, these are the things I've accomplished. And that's why we're having this promotional conversation. So it's a group coaching program. It will last for about, I think, eight weeks. And we cover all these different topics. And um, right now I'm working with women who are, you know, mid-level, mid to senior level, Women, We're doing a better testing right now. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to the, the engagement and the activities that these women are going to, because that's how you learn. So yes, we will have a space where they can go independently and do their homework and all of that. But then we meet once, uh, once a week, uh, to discuss what they have learned, but also to exchange ideas and um, and learn and grow from each other. So
1: that's going to be my main focus. I have no doubt that you have to focus to accomplish what you want to accomplish. I know that this program will be a very successful one. We'll be looking forward to it. I guess if people want to look for it, they would find it in your website or... When Once ready. you have yes. it ready, when it's
2: ready to go. Once it's ready, it will be on social media and on my website. Yes.
1: All right. Well, these were all the questions I have for you today, Daisy. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about, but I didn't ask you about it, or something to wrap up with our conversation?
2: You know what? I just want, I just want to pay tribute to the woman in my circle, because without them, none of these things that I do on the side would have been been possible. And um, so the women of the Let's Grow Project, the women of the the 21 resilient women, I just want to pay tribute to them. And of course, I want to um, thank you for the work that you are doing in the career space. Now is when people really, really need, need um, the services that, that, that we, we offer. And of course, we think also of um, those who are in the mental health space, because again, that's all a part of, um, we need that. With, with the pandemic, you know, still ongoing, we need all of us to, to, to collaborate and work with our clients and serve them as best as we can.
1: Absolutely agree with you, Daisy, and thank you so much for being here and for supporting me.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure.
1: You are
0: listening to a Career Buzz production of Hoda's Career Info, right here on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.fm. Stories show that who you are matters. I am your host, Hoda. Before continuing on with today's show, I would like to remind you about career Buzz other episodes of Inspiring Career Stories. To check them out, go to careercycles.com and click podcast or subscribe to the podcast career Buzz on your favorite podcast app and do leave us a review. For more career info, have a listen to past episodes of Get Career Info including my career chat with CareerBuzz host, Mark Franklin. Our next guest on to Career Info is career transition coach, Massimo Rosselli. Massimo's approach is guided by a holistic coaching style as he takes into account each client as a whole person by paying attention to every facet of the client's human experience. He values what is happening in the client's inner world as much as in their outer world, Massimo views transitions as a deep psychological adjustment to change. He admits that it can be a very intense and emotional process. Massimo applies elements of transformational coaching, neuroscience, and narrative coaching to help you, as his client, gain more confidence and to empower you to successfully navigate your transitions with consciousness. Massimo reminds us that we spend so much time at work Let's make sure we are fulfilled and connected with our own essence. I hope Massimo's tips inspire you to dig deep as you uncover and compare your inner and outer experiences.
1: It's a pleasure to have you, Massimo Rosselli, here on Hoda's Career Info. I'm looking forward to a chat that's going to be a bit different as we talk about some of your ideas for consciousness coaching. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests, I guess giving them a challenge, to think of a career term that relates to the work that they do. And for you, you chose career transition. So I'm looking forward to hearing your definition of career transition and how it relates to the services you provide.
3: Well, first of all, thank you for this opportunity. It's my pleasure to talk to you. I believe I have chosen the term career transition and more importantly, transition, because I really want to bring awareness about the process and how the transition process works so that my clients can feel more empowered to navigate through change and uncertainty, but also they can embrace, let's say the personal um, journey of change, in a way that it can help them reveal more of themselves. And I also have to say, Hoda, I've uh, been really fascinated by um, William Bridges' book, um, Transitions. I don't know if you have ever heard about the book called Transitions, Making Sense of Life's Changes, which really plays an important role in the work I do. And I do share Bridges' view Uh, when it comes to defining the transition process, which is seen as a deep psychological process in a way that can help you make a more meaningful movement towards a more resourceful future. And that's really, I would say what happened within the context of my my work with my my clients. And we all know that um, we've had all sorts of transformations in the background. And really each one of us is trying to do our best to adjust to those changes. But at the same time, we are also um, trying to take ourselves to a new level of consciousness in really what truly matters to us. And so I do believe the main effort, the main work for us is to bring the external world and internal world together so that we can pay attention to our own inner experience. And we can also make some more conscious career decisions, especially when it comes to really identifying what is important to us, what we want, what we don't want, who we are, who we are not. And I believe um, the way I've chosen the term career transition is also guided by my transformational coaching background which really take into consideration um, every facet of my client's human experience. And so that psychological approach is very much related to the career transition process and the way I define it.
1: I like how you said taking the time to look inside and dig deep. And for me, uh, I just call it reflection, but you've detailed it in the process, how it happens. And I appreciate that description of it. Your personal journey also describes perhaps some of that transformation and transition. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your background and how it went through that?
3: Sure, sure. Well, I have worked in recruitment for 14 years before I decided to transition into the field of, of coaching and more specifically career coaching. I've had a very successful career as a recruiter, I've enjoyed my career working with different kinds of organizations also at a global level. Um, For me, it was really great just by helping candidates land better jobs, but also working on very diverse projects within the organization. Until something changed and initially, I couldn't really figure out what was happening. Um, I just knew I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know how to do it. And more importantly, I didn't know what that thing was. I just knew I felt tense, drained. My brain was constantly busy trying to figure out what kind of work might be, you know, might make me happy. Uh, really um, bombarding myself with um, finding the right answers, and also beating myself up, you know, trying to understand whether the issue was me and not my work. So really, uh, it's been a lengthy process, and I have to say, back then, my consciousness—I'm really, I'm really attached uh, to this term. Uh, this is also why. I'm using it, you know, quite often. Uh, but my, I believe my consciousness then wasn't, you know, was at another level. So back then, I didn't really know I was going through a transition process. I just felt my life, really, not just my career, was coming to an end. And I found myself in a place where I would probably feed my self gratification, you know, and also self medication, I have to say, just to get the reward to get through the week. And I got to a very dark place. I'm not saying, you know, everyone experiences that. But in my case, I really got to a very dark place, a very challenging place, where I felt a split of personality. So at work, I was determined to put a smile on my face and carry on. And then back home, I was feeling miserable. And really my negative attitude was really affecting my close relationships and also my own health. So it took me probably a couple of years, two, three years to start testing some options and slowly define my next move. until I got to a place where gradually I started building the foundation of my coaching practice. I resigned from my recruitment role, and eventually I also landed a new role in the field of career transition. So today, alongside my coaching practice, I work with a global organization, helping professionals who have been made redundant or are at risk of redundancy, navigate their career transitions. So um, it was really a lengthy process. It was quite a challenging process because I realized I was so determined to hold on to an identity, an idea, self-image that I was so desperately to, you know, to really hold on to. I wasn't prepared to leave behind that identity, even though it wasn't working for me anymore. And so I was so determined you know, to keep the status quo. I was very keen to um, maintain my role and my career in recruitment because I had identified with that role and the very identification together with the same old story that I was telling myself to stay protected really ended up blocking myself from moving forward. So that was really, to keep it short, the process I went through until I got to a place where I surrendered. I started letting go of that old identity, of that old narrative. And I did that by observing signals and really looking inward and really Watching my inner experience and whatever I was going through, both on a physical and emotional level, to a point where I left whatever wasn't serving me anymore behind. And gradually I started, let's say, shining more light on something that was behind the scenes and was so desperately to come out. So that's been my my story Um, and my transition really career-wise but also life-wise because I really see everything is interconnected and also not just my career but also other areas in my life were severely impacted by the way I was feeling about my career. I
1: really appreciate your willingness to share your story, Matthew particularly when you talked about the almost double lives where you seemed happy at work but then it really showed at home how you were feeling and i think many yeah. people are going through that right now i guess your story shows them that you can come out of it but it takes a little bit of work to get there
3: yes it takes some work and i would in hindsight i would encourage you know whoever might be going through this process to um to really ask for support. And it might be working with a coach, but it might also be a, you know, talking to a peer or maybe someone you know close to them, someone that in a way also um, don't um, offer any sort of judgment. Because sometimes that also happens, particularly you know from people that are close to ourselves, in a genuine way, they can you know offer some sort of judgment, and this is something that especially if someone goes through this process, is not really needed. but I would definitely say in hindsight, ask for help, you know, do some networking, you know, try to get some resources
0: there to support you throughout this process. I am your host, Hoda. Thank you for joining me this morning. I am excited to have Career Transition Coach Massimo Rosselli join me right here on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.FM. Up next, Massimo will talk about the value of self-awareness and his understanding of consciousness coaching along with some other career transition tips what do you know about consciousness coaching
1: based on this personal challenging experience mass you're big on the value of self-awareness and identity so you talked about reaching out for help but also you see value in self-awareness and identity so how mm. do you support your clients to build this self-awareness
3: it's a very good point i I have to say, I truly believe the more we we work on our our own self-awareness, the more we can connect with our own essence by really peeling off multiple layers that we have developed since our childhood. And um, as I said, my background in transformational coaching really helps me explore the the, the client's world, both inside and out. And so the way I work with them is really about um, creating a space that is safe and non-judgmental in which they are free to explore their beliefs and their values. So it's really about having um, coaching-based conversations that are also supported by models and assessment tools to help them become more aware of their strengths or their values, but also to make them an observer of whatever is going on in their mind. Because very often that's when my clients realize there are some blind spots that get in the way of their career aspirations. And so we do some sort of self-assessment work, which is also practical work in terms of options for them you know to test out so that they can slowly become more aware of whatever is blocking them from moving forward and that can make room for more resourceful behaviors and also from, for a more useful mindset that can serve their their career growth and ultimately their process so this is really well, to to, to to summarize the kind of work I do with with my clients. Um, and I also believe that um, this is also a way for them, you know, to really uh, feel empowered and be more in control of this process uh, where, you know, quite often can be, challenging also in terms of um, how they could, you know, imagine, you know, their future moving forward. So it's it's a combination of practical and emotional support, uh, assessment tools, models to really help them become more aware of what's going on in their social context, in the way they feel both on a physical and emotional level but also um, the thoughts they have and how all of this affects their choices and behaviors.
1: I'm sure there's a lot more to it than when we can (laughs) explain, and I appreciate you summarizing it. Uh, But as you talk, (laughs) (laughs) as you're talking, I remember our last chat, how you told me that you think of your approach to coaching as consciousness coaching. Do you mind sharing with the audience, again, as best you can, what do you mean by consciousness coaching?
3: Sure, sure. It might be worth sharing that I've been studying, I've been studying Kabbalah for a few years. And for those who don't know, Kabbalah is a spiritual wisdom that predates any, any form of religion and really gives you some powerful tools to help you connect with your own essence and to uh, really create a completely new experience of life and kabbalists have revealed that um, consciousness governs whatever is happening in our world and our lives and as you probably know science has also proven that um, the way atoms behave depends very much upon the consciousness of the observer and so the way things manifest in our lives and in our world and the experiences we have in our lives depend very much on the very consciousness we have. So consciousness coaching for me is a way to support my clients to become more conscious and one with their thoughts, their words, their actions so that they can make room for more conscious career decisions but also they can um, become more connected with who they are and they can also um, have a more resourceful mindset more resourceful behaviors and ultimately have a more fulfilling career the way i i work with my clients which is guided also by this you know, deep concept of consciousness, really helps them to be in control of their career. Because if you think about it, and this is something that uh, when I first um, did some research on the term itself, I found found it quite fascinating. The term career comes from the Latin word carus, which uh, refers to A carriage, it's a type of carriage, it's a chariot. Um, And this carriage, this chariot is driven by a charioteer. And if we think for a moment, you know, we come to realize that our career is not just something that happens to us, but it's really our product, it's our journey while we go through various experiences. Therefore, for me, consciousness coaching is really a practical way to help my clients become the driver of that carriage and be back in the driver seat. So hopefully I have managed to explain in a nutshell you know, what consciousness coaching means to me and how I translate this into, into my
1: work. This is definitely very helpful, putting people in the driver's seats of their career, I think that's what all of us as career coaches try to do with, and we all come to it from different angles. And I've got one more question for you, Matt, and that's, what are some of the ideas going on through your mind or your current involvements that you're hoping to accomplish soon that you'd like the audience or career coaches listening or job seekers seekers listening to know about?
3: Sure. So uh, probably we had a quick chat uh, some time ago, but you might probably have noticed this also from you know from my LinkedIn profile. I'm a huge. Um, I'm very curious about what drives our choices and our behaviors, and I think this is one of the reasons why I'm starting NLP, um, and one of the key elements of NLP or neuro linguistic programming is uh, that each one of us form very unique internal mental maps uh, as a product of the way we filter and perceive information absorbed through our own five senses from the world around us. And so I believe that um, incorporating some NLP techniques into the work I do will offer some additional help when it comes to developing more resourceful behaviors, a more useful mindset, and ultimately a more fulfilling career and life. Um, I'm also working on um, a career confidence program um, with Animus Coaching, which is uh, one um, uh, one of the UK's leading coaching schools. It's the object, I really love this project because it's all based on social impact. And the objective is to provide the value of uh, coaching to um, disadvantaged young people who want to build their careers with confidence. So, this is also a project that I'm very happy to be part of. Because it also gives me an opportunity to work with um, young people who would wouldn't normally be my type of client, who would usually be a mid-career professional. So this is what's going on um, alongside, you know, my my uh, official coaching work.
1: Well, this is a very exciting professional development. NLP is technique is something definitely on my list of um you know techniques to check out and perhaps build some knowledge that way and then the project is very exciting to be supporting youth these are all the questions i have for you today Mass. if you would like to add something that i didn't ask you about but wished you would talk about please feel free um and we can wrap up with that
3: sure well i I would just say, based on what we have shared today with the audience and also based on my personal story with a career transition, I would just say, we spent so much time at work. Let's make sure we we are fulfilled and we are connected with our own essence. But at the same time, I would also say, let's not forget that um, getting a, a new job or taking a career to a next level, whatever the next level is, is an external change. Developing a new sense of ourselves is really the extraordinary gift of internal change while we go through that career transition. I really want our listeners to focus on this so that they can actually um, get the most out of this process, which is really about recreating a new story, a new narrative, and not just making a change that um, in a way is just external. So this will give them also uh, more tools to become aware of who they they really are and what else they can do and explore with their careers and their
1: lives. Uh, This is great advice. Thank you so much, Massimo, for all of this and for taking welcome. time <laughs> to have a chat with me.
3: Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Oda.
0: You've been listening to Hoda's Career Info on Career Buzz, Canada's unique radio conversation that empowers lives, enriches careers, and energizes organizations. Right here on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide online at CIUT.FM. I am your host, Hoda Kilani, and you can find out more about me at writecareerfit.com. Please remember that you can also watch Hoda's career info on YouTube. The other hosts of Career Buzz are Mark Franklin and Stephen Armstrong. If you have any comment on today's show or would like an opportunity to talk about your work, you can send me a direct message on my website, rightcareerfit.com where you can also sign up for my newsletter to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can also email me at writecareerfit at shaw.ca or at careerbuzz at ciut.fm. Huge thank you to my guests, Daisy Wright and Massimo Rosselli, for supporting my mission to increase career literacy and for supporting you in your career journey. Both guests shared valuable career tips. What tips appealed the most to you and why? You can connect with Daisy Wright and Massimo Rosselli on LinkedIn. An mp3 of today's show is available in the podcast section of careercycles.com. Remember, you can catch Career Buzz every Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on CIUT 89.5 FM. Also, remember to subscribe to Career Buzz on your favorite podcast app, or you can find it at the podcast link on CareerCycles.com. The views, information, and our opinions expressed during this series are solely those of the guests involved, and do not necessarily represent an endorsement from the series provider. That's it for today's episode of Career Buzz and Hoda's Career Info. Oh, and just a reminder that up next on CIUT 89.5 FM is an afternoon with Music with GB Hawks. Thank you for listening to Hotest Get It Info. Until next time, stay focused and keep moving in productive ways.